Coming up, Sal and I went to the Super Bowl. We raced home like it was a Fast and Furious movie. And now we're about to do our annual Super Bowl podcast. I think this is the 16th one for us. It's coming up next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where we have a new rewatchables coming on Monday night. It is Parenthood, the third installment of Effed Up Family February. Parenthood is a fantastic movie. I would highly recommend you watching it before we do the podcast because it's really good. Plus, there's no football anymore. If you want more Super Bowl coverage, go to theringer.com. Bunch of great stories there. You can go to the Ringer NFL show, put a podcast up pretty fast. Ryan Russillo has something coming up on uh, Monday and uh, and we'll be covering all the fallout. We'll see if Sean McVay retires. Sean McVay, we got a flying coach. Whole podcast for you. Come to the Ringer. We're here. We're here for you. We're gonna talk about Sean in a second. We are going to talk to Cousin Sal about the Super Bowl game we both attended. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this at nine o'clock Pacific time. It's a little late after the Super Bowl because the cousin and I went. Sal, we were there, fast and furious, driving home. I was yeah. like knocking people over, trying to get out of there. It was great. It was uh, it was a weird game. It was a dramatic game. It was poorly played. wasn't really well coached. Um, and I changed my mind on who was going to win. I would say ten different times during the game. But it, it, the big thing for me. It was sitting there for Burrow, especially at various points in the second half. And then that last drive and he gets to midfield right away. And I was like, man, he's going to fucking win the Super Bowl. This is like, we're yeah. back. This is like Tom Brady territory again. And then all of a sudden it was fourth and one and they weren't getting it. And the game was over. <laughs> How many times did you change your mind during this game? On I think I win? sent you, I think I sent you live odds when the Rams were down four or whatever. And they're, they're down. I'm like, all right, they're minus minus one ten, And then they punt the ball. I'm like, all right, they're, they're uh plus they're 140, even down four. I'm like, 
I, I didn't know what was going on with them. And I felt the same way with you. Like, it feels like a, the easy way to analyze these games. Like, all right, who has the better quarterback? But by the end, there's like, neither team can run the ball, especially the Rams. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how many yards they, did they end up with. Um, 33 rushing, 36 rushing. Hey, 20, 23 for 43, and, and Cup had one for seven. Right, Cup had the seven, which, by the way, I think that was what won him the MVP. I mean, obviously, the two touchdowns were great. Um, keeping that drive alive because he had to get mauled every play down the stretch, right, to uh, to yeah. stop him from scoring and eventually scored anyway. It wasn't that hideous pass he threw. I mean, we have an MVP with a 39.6 passer rating. I don't know if we'll ever see <laughs> he, that again. He almost but killed that, somebody in the third row, I think. <laughs> yeah. But they couldn't run. You and I were texting yeah. each other. What the hell is going on here? Give it to Sony Michelle. Do something. How is this team not able to run at all? So that was, I thought we had like an hour of bad football there right after the Bengals came out and scored and then scored again after the Stafford interception. Yeah, we, had, we had like an hour of bad shit. Bengals TD to start the third quarter. Yeah. On an obvious offensive pass interference. I texted you, Gronk was called for a hundred worse offensive pass interferences in his career than the T. And we couldn't even see from our seats that he right. also face masked them, but it was a clear push off. I, get, well, I, I just, with something like that, let me just say one thing. Like I used to, I used to do this thing where I'd have friends. If, if my friends and I were taking an elevator ride and it stopped at a floor and someone got out or got on the elevator with us, I would turn my head a little and I'd say, Oh, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> and the person who got on the elevator Never thought I was talking about them because it's so outrageous that anyone would say that to him. I felt like the same thing happened with Jalen Ramsey. His head swung so much and was yeah. thrown so uh, feverishly to the ground that the refs were like, no, that can't be. He must have tripped over himself. Like, I don't know how otherwise they would miss that call. It was such an obvious pass interference that I thought they called it and he was running down the thing and yeah. we had people standing so I couldn't see the ground around where Ramsey was. Right. And I, I don't think Ramsey complained enough, honestly. I felt I feel like that's what I thought even too. crazier. Yeah. yeah but yeah. and I was just like, oh, that 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 that's coming back. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it wasn't. So anyway, they get that. Stafford throws a pick. This is like the Bengals had this moment where they all of a sudden it seemed like they were gonna go up eleven. They couldn't mm -hmm. close the door. Ends up being a field goal, I think. And then it was just an hour of some of the worst football we've watched, where it seemed like over and over again the Rams had good field position, did nothing. You could tell, I was telling Saruti before we came on, like, you could tell every time they're going to run the ball. Yeah. It was like, oh, Cooper Cup's moving closer to the tight end, run play. Uh, there was no trickery. There was no anything. And at some point, it just felt like the OBG, o OBJ, we were texting <laughs> each other. OBGYN? Yeah. And OBG. Yeah. We were texting each other about, is this the biggest Super Bowl injury of all time? Because mm -hmm. I went, it seemed like the Rams are going to get 50 points. They were going to, you know, get the over the whole thing. He goes out, their offense collapses. Right. The other white guy comes in, non-cup. I just call him non-cup. Skoronic? Skoronic. I'm not even going to say yeah. his name. Isn't He's it Skoronic? Yeah. No cup. <laughs> and it was like every play to him is a disaster. It's a, like he gives an interception at one point. Yeah. But, uh, but cup was heroic. That last drive, I, I put on Instagram that run play you mentioned. Because mm -hmm. it was like, it was clear if they don't get this, the game's over. I didn't think that. I thought they were going to run the dive play and we were going to be like, wow, Sean McVay. Oh my God. He did it again. Another horrific coach. But it was a great play. Get some, get the momentum. And you yeah. mentioned how Cup was getting mauled. Just in person watching, I don't know if the cameras are picking up, but it just seemed like the Bengals were like, we're just going to going to basically tackle him on every play. Right. Then they finally called it when they had to on third down. But didn't it feel like he was getting mauled that whole drive? 
Yeah, it kind of did. And that's like uh, talk about someone who wasn't complaining. He just really kind of goes about his business and eventually he's like, all right, I'm I'm just I'm going to get you eventually. So it doesn't really matter. But you're right. I mean, it was so much that OBJ, that injury, first of all, was underthrown by uh, Stafford that more than the terrible two interceptions were probably the worst pass because he was having he was on his way to a great game underthrown same knee as the ACL. We don't know what it is, but enough to knock him out of the game. And now you're looking at, like you said, that Bryson Hopkins. I know he's a tight end. He became their second best pass catcher, <laughs> I know. right? Like they had to overcome that. They had to overcome that bad non-PI call. They had to overcome not being able to run the ball at all. Akers 13 for 21. Like I want to know what happened with Sony Michelle. I mean, he only had two yards on two carries, but that's a that's a veteran. You know, he, he has seven playoff touchdowns. Um, scored his team's first touchdown three times. Like. Give him the ball more. You don't have to worry about him fumbling. So there was a lot of weird shit with uh, with McVeigh and the play calling. But yeah, you're right. Like for an hour, we were like, "Hey, we're definitely not looking at the best two teams here, right?" And then and it then did, it, it did not feel it was that way. Close and it was fun, but yeah, we had Acres, Jefferson, and Skoranek, aka not Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. 26 carries slash targets for those three guys for 56 yards total. That's a disaster. That was like. Basically, 40% of their plays were three guys that were doing nothing. But I thought Cup, it was clear that whole, if it was like, if they score here and they win, Cup has to be the MVP. Because watching it, watching how they were trying to defend him, it felt like there were three people attached to him at some point on every play, right? And that key play was like a 25-yarder over the middle that really got the momentum. I just don't know how he got open. It was the Stafford's best throw of the day, too, where Mm -hmm. he's... It was basically a button hook. Two different guys were around him, and then a linebacker was right there too. Stafford had to miss the linebacker. Yep. Cup had to make this play over the over the middle, and then he caught two touchdowns on the drive. One got called back where he got hit in the head, and then he gets the other one. But man, just just uh, he is phenomenal. Just I don't want to say. You know, I gave him, brought him good luck by hugging him Thursday night at NFL Honors and my cousin Jimmy presenting with the trophy. I mean, it's obvious that's what that was the good luck charm. But yeah, I um, think so. I think he's coming off the greatest year a receiver's ever had, right? I mean, yeah. between winning Offensive Player of the Year and uh, MVP of the Super Bowl, probably should have been considered more for um, regular MVP. And just the yards that he put up was, was just insane. Right? I have the numbers. Go ahead. 178 catches, 2,425 yards, 22 touchdowns. He won the Triple Crown the regular season. Mm-hmm. He had the most catches ever in a postseason, 33. 32? 32? Uh, yeah. Or 32. He Offensive mm-hmm. Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP. And it got to the point where they, they he loses Woods. Yeah. They have no second option for him for a few weeks. The OBJ thing happens. Finally, that opens it up for him. OBJ disappears. What was that? Midway through the second quarter. And from mm-hmm. that point on, it was just like, it's it's basically cup or nothing. And I didn't understand. I think he had two touches in the second half before that final drive. But just sitting there going, just get it to Cooper Cup. Like bubble screens, reverses, whatever. Like, just get the ball in his hands. And then finally in the last drive, that was... It's so funny because betting wise, he went under his total, right? It was like 102 he and did. then went up, shot up to 107. So, we're like, great game, great game. He's the best. I think people bet him and, and lost on him. But, um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, I mean, we were looking at it. So, if they don't win that game, McVeigh's put together like two of the worst Super Bowl offenses, depending on how you look at it, right? The one against the Patriots and then not being able to run at all. 
against this uh, Bengals. Yeah, team. I want to. I want to nitpick with some of the coaching stuff. I, I think like, but to finish on Cup. Yeah, I was trying to think like people I've seen in person. Best receivers. I never got to see Rice in person, but Rice is always going to be my number one. Mm-hmm. Moss got to see in person, especially in 07. Um, could not do all the things Cup did on a field. T.O. in the Eagles Pat Super Bowl when he was playing in the Brooklyn Leg was completely unstoppable. And it reminded me a little of that, where it was right. just like, we can't stop this guy. And I think Cup has moved into that whatever stratosphere it is because he actually did in the postseason. Like, I I just think you have to move him past people like Calvin Johnson or whoever, like, because it's different when you have the regular season resume, but then you go up a level in the postseason. And what he did that last drive, I I just thought it was nuts because all they had to do was take him out and the Rams were done. Who else were they going to throw to? The third string tight end, Skoranek, Van Jefferson, whose wife was going into labor at halftime. But it was like, that was it. They couldn't run the ball. That They were done. And he had to make all the plays. And he basically did. Yeah, it was great to watch. And yet you shit on him in that fourth down play. We were going back and forth arguing. I thought it was a good play. Yeah, anything out of the box that doesn't work. Oh, the pass? Like, I told you so. Cup should not be throwing a staff. I was like, he was wide open. He had a clean pocket. He was on the run a little bit. Why isn't that a good play? I hated the play. Well, I do that on Crazy. second down. Don't do it third and four when you need when you're down seven. They you couldn't need a run. Touchdown. There, there were no run plays that would work. They you have Cooper Cup who's sprinting with two guys about to tackle him, throwing to Stafford who's just not athletic. It was like, what are the odds that was going to work? If the Philly special didn't work, you would have been like terrible, terrible call. Like sometimes these things just don't <laughs> like it didn't. Execute, I didn't like it. But it was I'm, not, I'm not going to like it. Uh, right. But at least that was the one time they got tricky. Because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they were tricky, you know, nearly enough. I, well, the fourth and one sweep, which, I, again, I mean, they're going for it on their own end. But what, five minutes left? They don't make that. They're dead. dead. Bengals have them dead to rights. Right. So that was the well, that's the I thing. I mean, one of the things I wrote down was. The Bengals almost stole the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You think like you go through the the four weeks where that Raiders game where they're holding on and, you know, if, if Carr doesn't spike it, I still feel like the Raiders would have scored it, at least would have gone to overtime. But the Raiders do everything wrong in that game and still are in it and first down and goal for the nine. The next week, Tennessee, just over and over again, it's like, no, no, please take the game. We're trying to give it to you. And then they finally do. Mm-hmm. Casey, I don't know what the fuck they were doing in that game once they had the 21-3 to lead. Like, well, honestly, one of the most bizarre strategy, coaching, the Mahomes performance, all that stuff. And the Bengals right. still barely win. Chiefs get the ball in OT to start it. And you think like, that's that's done. And then this game, they get the Beckham break, which was basically, I mean, the whole reason I picked the Rams was I was like, I think Cup and Beckham can win this game. Mm-hmm. Beckham's removed. And I'm like, do I live bet this? Like, what? Like I, I, the Rams aren't going to win now. And especially when they're only up three at halftime, then they get the touchdown coming out of the gate, the Bengals. I was just, man. They that's... still had the best player on the field with Cup, right? So I know Beckham Beckham was huge, and you don't want to lose him. And by the way, that sucks for him. It really does. Uh, it sucks that the Browns cut one of the best players in football, too. They just let him go. Or they didn't cut him, whatever. That's weird. But Beckham's 29, looking for a contract, injured the yep. knee, the same knee that busted him up last time. That's, you know, up against, he has, there's like four or five decent uh, wide receivers. So I guess he'll get paid. But, um, yeah, you're you're right. They almost stole it. You look at this Bengals team, and we talked about it. It's hard to tell. I w- would you say sixty five thirty five Bengals fans? Well, you figure 
what, 25% of the people at that game could give a shit about either team. Yeah, They're right. just there to be All there. Right, get, get rid of them. Yeah, so. The Bengals fans, I was shocked by the number of orange jerseys mm-hmm. and just orange in general before the game. I was like, wow. I, I thought it was going to be like, of the of the people who cared, I thought it was going to be like 80-20 Rams-Bengals. Right. But the Bengals fans flew out. Like, they were they were there. They were loud. Um, when that T Higgins touchdown happened, it was, that was probably the loudest point of the game. Yeah. And the stadium doesn't let you enjoy the loudness of the fans no, that doesn't. because they immediately pipe, uh, techno music in, you know, and it's like, oh, all right. Uh, can you let it breathe? Can you let this game breathe a little, you know, uh, go clubbing just yet? Uh, but yeah, uh, I was impressed with them. I got there early. I know you did. And yep. all I saw were Bengals fans. I mean, I got there three. I, I was having nightmares last night about this traffic. Like people like, oh, yeah. traffic, shut up about the traffic. It's a real thing. I lost sleep over it. And I woke up and at 830, I'm like, we got to get the hell out of here. And my kid, my wife's like, what are you talking about? Game starts <laughs> at 330. I'm like, you're we're six miles away. Waze says 22 minutes. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with the traffic. I got there in 28 minutes. I got home in 27 minutes. It, it made my I'm so I feel like I freaked out studying about a final exam and it was like yeah I aced it like that was so easy I, I it's such a major win and it I totally forgot that football's over and that I should be depressed as a result I did the same thing we we got there at like basically 11:40 and mm-hmm. I was like I don't care that we're this early we we just farted yeah. around went to some places and um I was just so happy not to be sitting in I was so scared of the traffic. And I think yeah. the traffic was bad. Plus, there were w- rumors that the truckers were going to try to shut down Crenshaw and the four. I heard that. And, yeah. But that didn't happen. Um, all right. We're going to take a break and, and talk more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside. LDA 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Coming back, we're talking about the Bengals. I hadn't been to a Super Bowl in eight years. It's really, I really felt, because the worst thing about the Super Bowl is you just want to leave, right? It's like a bad one night stand when your team loses. You just Mm want to like get the fuck out of there as fast as you possibly can. But you can at the Super Bowl. And the, the two times I was there when the Pats lost to the Giants, it was bad enough being there, just getting 
kicked as hard as possible in the nuts, like two really, really rough losses. But then mm-hmm. you kind of can't leave your own funeral. You're just like, I just, can I just get out of here? And, and you're just walking and there's people and half the people are celebrating and half the people are like catatonically depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like 35, 40 minutes of just trying to get out. And I was, I was so many Bengal fans there. Well, they when were, were they going to leave? They couldn't leave until the very no, end. No, you couldn't it's leave until like, the yeah. very end. Right. Yeah. So there, are, yeah. everyone's filing out in mass and the Bengals mm-hmm. fans were just crushed Yeah, because they knew it's like, wait, first of all, they hadn't been there in 30 plus years, but you know, they knew like they had the game in all these different ways. And then on top of it, they're at midfield. It's first, uh, first down McPherson, like they're basically almost in McPherson range. Right. So it's like, just seven. I'm more thinking yards the same thing. Overtime. Not, not, I said nine yards, and they're in field goal range. And they're right. like, oh, they're going for it. now. What we don't know is maybe they see that the defense is spent. They're like, all right, let's go for it. Let's go for the touchdown here. Why do we have to risk the Rams getting the kickoff and scoring and uh, covering and everything else? But yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Field goals almost automatic there. What are we doing? So that last drive, they get the first down on that chase play when. It felt like he ran out of bounds like five yards too early on that play too. Right. Right. So he gets to the Cincy 42. Burrow throws to to Boyd for nine. Then that second and one, there was like a miscommunication, I think, with Chase. And he threw deep, but Chase wasn't going deep. Yeah. So now we're at third and one. This is the worst play. You're about to say it. Third and one shotgun. And they give it to our guy Perrine for a yard. That play... I need I need your best play on that situation. If you get a first down there, now it's now I can get four more yards. And McPherson, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched him warm up. He was he was hitting like fifty four yarders where they were hitting like the net. Right. Yeah. So I think he was good for sixty. And then the uh, Aaron Donald makes the big play on the fourth down. And they don't even really, I obviously didn't block him, but also. If he gets that sack, does he win MVP? I know it ended up being incomplete. Three sacks. It would ended up with three sacks. He was very, I, I don't know. It would have been close, but yeah, they needed something better for Burrow there. I feel bad. So he had the, so he got sacked seven times plus that thing at the end that really could have been a sack. I mean, so we're talking almost Titans numbers and he still um, could have pulled it out. Warren Sharp tweeted that Burrow was pressured on 43% of his dropbacks. Jesus Christ. He averages 6.3 air yards per attempt. And the Bengals line got absolutely annihilated. They, mm-hmm. uh, I think they set the record for Burrow had 19 sacks in the postseason, which was seven more than the previous record holder. Unbelievable. It, so if you're going to say, like, why didn't this team win the Super Bowl? You would start with, like, they couldn't block. And they you probably saw in the postgame press conference and post gamer, he said, I-, I wish we had drafted Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase. I thought that was <laughs> controversial to say. But. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have the Rams. The Rams averaged 1.9 yards per rush. ESPN stats and info said it's the fifth team to average fewer than two yards per rush in the Super Bowl, but the only team that won. Wow. Which brings us back to the initial question we were batting around. This just wasn't a great Super Bowl, and I'm not even sure these were the two best teams. I, I really wonder if, like, Bill's Chiefs was kind of the, in a lot of ways, the Super Bowl. Well, what do you got to... All right. Yeah, I mean, sure. You're not counting the halftime or anything. I'm in totality. I give it like a B minus because, well, from a drama it, standpoint, it, yeah, yeah, it's close. If the ending, if if it's close, I don't care what color jerseys they're wearing or how we got there. But if it's if it's down to the wire, if the very last game is down to the wire, 
Um, you got to give it some credit there. The halftime show was good. Um, you had some big name players. Yeah, I'm just talking quality. I'm talking quality. I know there was play. that hour, like I said, that was it was just absolute shit with sacks and drop balls and uh, and rushes for losses. Well, that's why if you're going losers today, and obviously the Bengals start start there. The everyone who had the Odell Beckham different bets, like our FanDuel parlay that we did for Bad. million dollar picks, the same game I was so fired up for it was it was Cup eighty plus yards, which hit. Beckham 70 plus yards. He had 50 when he went down. Mm -hmm. Beckham scores the TD. Rams win. It was like plus 672 or something. And then Beckham's down. But by the um, way, he goes on to have that game that we thought he was going to have and diamond cleats all over the place. He was wide open. Everybody's wearing diamond cleats. Oh my God. He was wide open for a quarter. But going backwards, like with that Bills Chiefs game, if if the Bills just handle that 13 seconds, I think they had the best team. <laughs> like if you're yeah. gonna say if you're gonna rank the teams, we just watched a whole 17 game season that was felt too long, mm-hmm. and then the postseason, and you're leaving this season, you're like, who had the best team? I think it's probably Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I think that goes to your point as to why Bengals fans were so upset. Of course, you're gonna be upset anyway when you st- when your team loses, but it's a longer walk when you know. There were two you better teams it. potentially in the AFC who, who didn't right. make it. And the Chiefs gave it away against the Bengals and the Bills gave it away against the Chiefs. And those guys are in it and Justin Herbert's in it. And who else knows who's coming to the AFC next year? So Yeah, you're never getting a better. Yeah. Especially like this team that couldn't block. Right. That over and over again, huge issue. Couldn't really run the ball. I mean, they didn't run the ball the whole postseason. Didn't run it well today. And it seems like you could move the ball on them. And they get this incredible break with Beckham too, man. But yeah, I think since he's since he fans number one most bummed out, but I would say Buffalo fans have to be too. And then yeah, Rogers had to be watching that, going, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this, well, we we would have beaten this team too." Yeah, yeah, he's another one. Well, screw him though. That I mean, that call, I'll never be able to dig out of the money line money uh, bet I lost with the Packers. But <laughs> yeah, what, but, did you find eighty three thousand dollars? No, no, that thanks, one off no, thanks to you. You can't even lend. It's push me in the right direction. I'm, I'm, but, I'll lend you. You know, uh, back to the Bengals thing. Like they might not even get out of their division next year. I don't want to say this was a fluky thing, but you're right. It, it really had to be this year. I'm not counting Burrow out by any means. They're going to be strong. But right now on Fanduel, they and the Ravens are the same number. To 21 to 1 to win the Super Bowl next year. So they might not even be the best in their division. They're not a, thought of as the best. I don't know. Their overrun is probably like nine and a half wins. It can't be 11. It's not going to be 11 or 11 and a half like the Bills and, and Chiefs. Well, they have the receivers and the QB and the like the skill position guys are there. And I think mm-hmm. it's easy to, for them to add around the fringes. It's going to be a little easier for them than some other teams. The Rams. I think we're even more of a it has to be this year team just because the way they're constructed. Who knows? You know, they they went all in in so many different ways. I don't yeah. know how sustainable that is. Felt uh, like le- let maybe one more year after though. this. No, Lesser I get conference. it. I mean, Lesser even if, if Russell Wilson go, I mean, not that they were that great anyway, Seattle, but Kyla Murray goes. I mean, that that division. Who knows with San Francisco? That could be one of the easier divisions all of a sudden. Yeah, with the rant. Well, there's McVay rumors too. Yeah, what did he say? He's getting married. He might take off. Sean McVay, come to the ringer. We got you. Dude, <laughs> make fifteen million a year doing TV, and then do a pod with Schrager. We're good. Just come there on over. Go. You have a home here. You already did ten episodes. Um, yeah, but that with the Rams, 
I feel the same way. Like, like this was a great window where you had all these monster teams that mm-hmm. were just gone for whatever reason, right? Your team's going to be better next year. The uh, pat the mm-hmm. what if Brady's on the Niners next year instead of Jimmy G? Right. You know what if um I don't know what if Pittsburgh gets an awesome QB? What if Mm. Russell Wilson or uh, Kyler Murray, one of these guys gets traded to a team that's already good. There's I, too many quarterbacks on the move. There's only 12 quarterbacks that are set, really, you know, and it, it doesn't look good for the AFC or, you know, it looks good that how strong they're going to be, but I wouldn't want to be there. You know what uh, was a sneaky moment from this game? And I think I had a better feel for it being there than I would have on TV when Burrow got sacked. It was like either late third quarter, early fourth quarter, he got sacked and they kind of got pretzeled a little bit. Remember the Bengals got the unnecessary roughness right after. And he limped off. And we were, I had really good seats. We're sitting right behind the Bengals sideline. Well, you're going to Francesca us now. I'm not, I I didn't mean to Francesca. I'm just saying we, great seats, great seats though. (laughs) But I saw Clemens pitch four feet away. I'm I'm not talking. All right. But we could see them on the sideline and Burrow was not the same after whatever happened. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he sprained an MCL or... Did you know, you watch like someone limp off and it's like, all right, that first step is good. Ooh, that second step is bad. Oh, he got yeah. it bad. The third step's okay. Well, the fourth... Well, we're going to see him again, but yeah, I'm with you. He took some monster hits. He almost fumbled at, by the goal line. Like, yeah. to, to get out of that uh, debacle was... Pre- I mean, he's spectacular. He really is and he's fun to watch. It's just... uh that offensive line is so bad. Well, after he got hurt, the next series and the people I was sitting with in the row and I was like, I bet they run the ball because I don't think he's right. And they ran the ball with Mixon like four straight times. He did okay to start drive, the next right? drive. And he, he had like an 11-yard run. And, yeah. Yeah, they moved it. But I don't think Burrow is the same after that. So I, w- I would watch that one. I also yeah, well, he think- threw that incomplete ball to Chase, right? It was like third and 12, third and 10 or something. And it just yeah. short hopped him. But yeah, I was like, ooh, that's actually his fault. You don't see that much. The shocking coaching mistakes in this game, and I'm sure they're going to be broken down in detail by somebody tomorrow, but like just basic situational football stuff that we were texting about, like the five minutes left in the first half, the Rams get the ball. They're up three and the Bengals are getting the ball to start the third quarter. And if mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm running the Rams, I'm, my goal is for the Bengals not to get the ball back at the, in that half. Right. And it's like, if we get two first downs and Stafford runs the clock down, runs the play clock down on each play, we get two first downs. The Bengals do not get the ball back in this half. Stafford's going up there and they're snapping the ball with like 25 seconds left. And then yeah. they had that play right before the two minute warning. They didn't have to snap it. They didn't have to snap it. And he snaps it anyway when they yeah. should have waited until after the two minute. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there was like 15 moments like that where it was like basic, you know, shit you see like Jacksonville do in week six. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is the fucking Super Bowl. It didn't hurt him, doing? but Zach Taylor calling a timeout with 37 seconds. Oh, that was the oh ensuing drive. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was terrible. Bengals yeah. get the ball back. They get a penalty. Yeah. They're on like the eight. And it's like, what was it? Second or third down. And Zach Taylor calls the timeout like 40 yeah, seconds left. Second down. It's like you lost yeah, this down. drive. The referees yeah. pu- pushed you back because of the, you know, whatever. And uh, this is it. The drive's over. Don't, don't take it. And then it. the Rams have the ball at midfield and now it's fourth and one. There's 12 seconds left. Hmm. Run a play. They, they you're going to be able. I was all right with that. Yeah. I don't know. No, but if you run a play, the play takes six seconds. Bengals get the ball and like 
their own 49 with six seconds. You got seconds. a great I'm, kicker, though, if you can get like a six-yard pass in two seconds. But I, I know what you're saying. Do something. Or run a play that takes like eight seconds. Do you think he could have made it from 67? I, no, I just, no. I just was, found myself disagreeing a lot. Well, the coaching doesn't get better as the calendar turns from December to January to February. That's for, that's for damn sure. But they got rid of the DH, so we should be okay. <laughs> what do you mean they got rid of the DH? In baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, they got rid of uh, they, pitchers batting. Yeah, They added the DH. Yeah, right. And then the Rams not feeding Cup was, was uh, really strange. All right. So a couple, uh, couple subplots. Actually, let's take a break and then we'll do uh, some subplots. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad for you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. Better help. A convenient and flexible way, since it's entirely online right now, it's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their Wood Barrel Bourbon Bar Soap and Lotion or their Bay Rum Deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. All right, so a couple subplots from the game. We had a botch PAT leading to the Adam Carolla theory of if you're going to fix a Super Bowl, go after yeah. the snapper or the holder. Mm -hmm. So the guy botches the hold and now it's 13 to 3 instead of 14 to 3. And then the Rams win by three instead of and four. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew that if they're winning, they're winning by three, right? <laughs> no chance. It's the moment yeah. it happened, it's like the Rams will now not cover. There's yeah. just no, no scenario. I don't it's care so how the funny. game's going. There's no way they're going to cover now because of this Miss PAT. You just knew it in the stadium. And how many podcasts did you do where this week where you're like, it's three and a half. If it goes to four or if it goes to four and a half, or go, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, they made it three now. Everybody with the uh, minus three and a halfs and fours are out. I hated the four. My goal, when we did, we did really well on million dollar picks. But my goal was just don't bet the spread. And then mm -hmm. the only bet I made in real life was the Rams to win with the adjusted line under of like 56 and a half. And that was it. That was my one bet. Because I 
didn't really have a feel for the game other than I thought the Rams are going to win. But it, I just, the, the closer it got to the game, it just felt like, man, I wish that line was three instead of four. And then the line moved up. It ended at four and a half. Yeah. Well, everybody and their mother that? wanted, I, I I was getting calls from people that like Rams, 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 Rams. I'm like, yeah, that, that, like, I don't know why everybody waited to the last minute to bet the, bet the Rams, but. Sure so it seems like, in. it seems like Vegas cleaned up. And well, I think whenever it's not an over and especially like with these same game parlays and you have the Odell's and the cups going under, you know, as good as cup was. Um, yeah, Vegas does well when the game goes uh, under the favorite wins, but doesn't cover. FanDuel was saying was telling me that um, Odell as the first TD scorer was their worst outcome. Oh, and I think a lot of people had that. I yeah, think a yeah. lot of people just liked Odell in general. Is that plus um, 850? Yeah. Cup getting two touchdowns, I think. I had that plus Screwed up some stuff. Yeah. yeah. But then um, yeah. Chase never got a touchdown. He gets tackled on that on that bomb. Right. Um, Rams that had no rushing touchdowns. And then um, Odell didn't hit any of the overs for yards. So I, mm -hmm. I think I knew I was in trouble with the same game parlay I did for FanDuel when Drake mm -hmm. had a very similar version of the bet. What a jinx. a couple friends... Text me, I was like, you know, Drake had something similar. I was like, I did mine on Tuesday before I was able to see Drake's betting card. But uh, but I, I thought that was like having Corolla come in on top of your bet. And I'm sure Corolla really bet Corolla must have had Rams minus. He four stayed and a half, away. Right? He stayed he did? away. He didn't do it. Yeah. He stayed away from the game. He stayed away from uh taking his son to the game and he stayed away from I had Stafford uh what I'm sorry, let me I, let me just brag a little bit. I had Cup two or more touchdowns plus three ten. Mm. I I had orange Gatorade, which by the way, why don't we ever find out what the other team had in Gatorade? Like it should be like millionaire. Like, hey, I don't want to answer this question. Okay, but what would you have said? Oh, I would have said B. Oh, it was D. What do we ever find out? What if if orange? I mean, I had a lot of money on orange Gatorade. It was freaking blue. But um, we didn't. Hit, I didn't hit that. Um, I had wait 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 hold on. I had I I had a bunch of these, but. 23 exact points for the Rams was 19 to one. I had that. I had Stafford nice. to throw an interception before, um, before Burrow. That was minus 128. Both so Stafford had an, had two, yeah. Stafford two picks was two picks. Yeah. But that, that was, was pretty high money. odds. That, yeah. That was like plus 250, something like that. Both but, teams have scored touchdowns in each half. And I lost on Chris Evans. I don't know if you were paying attention, but one of the first times, um, he was pressured, Burrow. He lofts it up, and Chris Evans gets behind the linebacker, I think, was covering him, and he just got overthrown. Oh, that would have been glorious. Would have been 11-1 to odds for Captain America. I was... I didn't realize that was Chris Evans. Oh, you didn't? Been, no, I didn't. I did, that's You didn't see that's the shield and the stuff. star? Oh. There was, was a... Both QBs will throw an interception that was like plus 180. That, that was Burrow never actually threw one. I that, had, Yeah, uh, that would have been good. For million dollar picks, I hit on Rams win with the under 57 and a half. I hit, this was one of my favorite bets and I didn't do it in real life because I screwed up, but the mm -hmm. no QB will win MVP was plus 230. I went the other way. You son of a bitch. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, for a little bit, not too much, but I, I knew right away. That was smart. But who did you think I was getting? The defense or wide receiver? I just felt like, I felt like Cup, Beckham, Chase, or Aaron Donald, or McPherson. Right. I just wanted all five of those guys. It felt like if 
it's more likely to me that one of those five guys will win over. <laughs> more like you put McPherson in there. One hundred twenty to one. I know, but well, the odds dropped on that one. But yeah, it was like there's a scenario where the Bengals win fifteen to fourteen, right. and he and has like us. We're talking goals. about it, and there's yeah. a why not take a flyer on it? Yeah. The reason I didn't love Stafford for MVP was basically what we saw today. He mm-hmm. just has a few bad passes a game. You know, he had mm-hmm. two picks. One wasn't his fault, but he missed um, near the end. He missed in that last drive. He had Jefferson wide open in the end zone, missed him. I thought he had like, what would you say, six or seven really bad throws in that game? Yeah, I would say that. And you know what else I'd say? I think he's going in Hall of Fame. Mm. I think he is. I think that puts him over. It's good I enough. don't think so. I really? think there has to be an element of... I, although, like, Cliff Branch made it over Stanley Morgan. So now at this point, I like oh, just compare you, those stats. Your butt hurt because a Patriot didn't get in? No, I mean, Stanley that, Morgan versus Cliff used? Branch is like, no, they're the same era. And Stanley Morgan has just better stats across the board. Yeah. All right. Well, Stafford's got the numbers and now he's got a Super Bowl. So uh, in, in a way, it was um, it was a, a bigger game for him than Joe Burrow. What was the what was the bad beat, you think? You think pe- more people had the over or the under? Uh, I have the 66% were on the over, according to FanDuel. Mm. But the bad yeah. beats the extra point. I mean, if you have the Rams, uh, although it seemed like more people on FanDuel had the Bengals. I wonder if that was a bet. Could you bet that Sean McVay was just going to keep running the ball for <laughs> no, no reason at all? Uh, Higgins, Higgins. Uh, oh, a non-quarterback touchdown pass. Brother Bry had this on our show, 14-1. to 1. So when Mixon threw it to Higgins. Wow, was fourteen. And it one. feels like that's happened in like at least three of the last yeah eight or nine Super Bowls. Yeah, more than once every four year, uh, fourteen years, right? So another subplot. I live here, but I also don't really like the LA sports teams, as you know. Yeah, they've now done, they've now won f- titles in every sport in the last eight years. Kings two thousand fourteen, Lakers bubble season, right. Dodgers was uh what was that 18 19 yep. whatever yep. and then and then this one pretty impressive that is pretty good if you could win four in each sport over the span of you know basically less than 10 years you that's pretty good well the Lakers I mean there's always going to be spend 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 right in basketball football and baseball with those teams hockey's a little luckier I think but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I get home and my wife's singing I Love L.A. I'm like, what the hell do you care? She's like, I don't know. If our teams aren't going to win, I might as root for L.A. Oh, uh, right. man. You, you got to sleep in the guest room tonight. That's, <laughs> that's horrible. Anyway. Boston had Celtics in 08, um, Pats in 05. I don't know if they were able to do it in eight years. Bruins were when? The Celtics 08, I guess you could say because if you go, Bruins and Red Sox were in the the early part of the 2010s, and then the Pats were 2015. So I guess mm-hmm. that's seven years. So we yeah, had, Bruins were 2013. Oh no, no, oh, 2011. Yeah, right. No, yeah. they were 11. Yeah, and then the Red Sox were 13, and the and mm-hmm. but I wonder like what the record is for shortest years where all four teams won. Because I think Boston had four and seven. New York must have had something where everybody won at some point. That might be it, yeah. Although, maybe not, because they wouldn't have needed the basketball one. Well, it'd have to be Islanders won in 83, Mets won in 86, but then you don't get any uh, 
Knicks Chicago right. wouldn't yeah. have had it because they only had the Bears in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Maybe San Francisco? But then, no, they have no hockey team. There's Do no Miami. Unless no. you count like San Jose. No, no. Yeah, I think Boston has the record. Another record for us, Sal. Is that Very was excited. that what that was about? That ten minutes? I just did, to, no, you, we knew, just, you knew the answer, and we had we to hear figured about it out. Yeah. Uh, Will McVeigh quit? What would you put odds on that? I don't know. That's great. I mean, I don't know. You you know, you look at John Madden, and he quit. He retired so early. Like that doesn't make any sense. One of the greatest, um, you know, uh, winning percentages of all time. I, I just he doesn't strike me as uh, someone who's going to quit. He's got to be up at five in the morning scheming. Another subplot, Aaron Donald, who had, according to uh, PFF, eight pressures on their first review, mm-hmm. which was the most by a uh, defensive lineman in the PFF era they've been measuring since 06. Do you so count now, that a pressure when he shoved Burrow out of bounds? Like, I love that. that, that that's I'm so glad they didn't call a flag on that. No, no. Yeah. So he now moves into the, uh, the, the, on the pyramid, he moves to the top level with defensive players. Yeah. Like, that, I, he needed the Super Bowl, but now he's up there with LT and Reggie White and whoever else you want to throw. Do you think it's his build is why he doesn't get the LT? Like, LT was so slender and, and seemed so fast. I think he gets that. But if you really just rate them side by side, he's every bit as good as LT, I think. He really is. It's as impactful. I have no... I could, couldn't agree more. LT is still the greatest... Of the LT and Rice are the two greatest football players I've ever seen. Mm. Brady's Wait a probably None the of, best. Neither of them played for Boston. How are you going to say that? I just think that those Any guys Boston were did. just unbelievable to watch. Like yeah. I've just never seen anything like it. But I think with Donald, like if we were his, uh, if we were on his team, his image team or whatever, I think like some cool facial hair or something would have really helped him. Interesting. Like a long, long yeah. chin beard thing or. Some some way to stand out. He there's something about him where he doesn't stand out yeah. face physically. You know, where LT always you just he was just so unique. Everything about him. Yeah, Don- Aaron Donald hardly ever gets hooked on cocaine, and it, it's really it's working to That's his detriment. Yeah, or maybe he needed like some sort of vice or yeah, like, just something. But he's like, if I was like, give me three Aaron Donald stories, I'd be like, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. What does he look like? Ah, oh, you know, normal guy. Double teamed all the time. Still but then when through. you watch, Mike, there was a couple times in the game just where he's chasing Burrow, and it's it honestly you you you're fearing for the quarterback. He had an Dominican Sue anger today, right? I felt he like, did. like just like a like a yeah a force that was <laughs> terrifying force. To... I don't I don't know if this can be backed up, but it felt like when he shoved Burrow out of bounds, and. The Bengals got started. mad and that like the 10 guys were around him. After yeah. that, he was, it felt like he went to another level. It just yeah. seemed like they couldn't block him after that. The Bengals were, they, they took some weird penalties, right? They took, uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I got shit for it. But what happened? What was the celebration penalty? Some Someone came in street clothes and celebrated after the interception. Oh, that's what that was? I think so, because I blame the referees. Uh, I'm like, oh, here the referees go. And people are like, what, what? Somebody came in on a hoodie, and, and what is the ref supposed to do? But they they were like the second least pe- penalized team, and they took some big penalties. that took them out of drives and um, really dumb things there, personal fouls. There's going to be a lot of takes this week about the Rams gamble paying off. But like, Fourth and one? Yeah. No, just in general, like giving up all those oh, draft picks, right. and it paid off, and they did it, and all that stuff. And it's true. And I've said it on my pod. I'm sure you've said it on 
mm. one of your nine pots. The How dare you. the um the thing is though when you make a when you do all the gambles that they did, if they're crazy, I th- I do think that has to be just like a footnote when you talk about the gamble. Like if we go to Vegas with Daniel mm-hmm. and Daniel just goes on craps and he just like they just just making crazy bets and a few of them win. <laughs> is it more I can't believe that worked? Or is it like, wow, what a what a genius Daniel was craps with those when he bet the the double ones and then it hit. I man, he did it again. Or are you watching it going, that's insane. I can't believe this worked out. Cause with the Rams, I'm like 60%. Yeah, great job. And then 40% like that was still kind of insane. All those picks you gave up. Well, so why don't, don't we know. crystallize it to a season that we can compare this to the Chargers coach, Staley, right? Like how many times did he you know, fly too close to the sun and it worked, right? Yeah. First half of the year, every fourth down decision was the right one. And then it really kind of came back to haunt them. So yeah, you, that you have the same thought with that. Is this guy lucky or he's a madman? And uh, I feel like Belichick's the only one that could pull it off with any sort of um, a big percentage of success. Because they've made some really dumb trades. Like they gave up a first rounder for Brandon Cooks, who we mm-hmm. watched for a year with the Pats. Yeah. And we were like, wow, we got a first round pick for Brandon Cooks. Like right. I didn't trust him at all in a big game, you know? And, and they just let it fly around. The Stafford thing, I guess. That's but then the Beckham the wasn't Beckham wasn't a risk, right? Whatever. I mean, if, he, if no. he's a, a cancer in the clubhouse, no, Beckham was thing, a win. But, but Von Miller, but Von Miller got his contract paid by the Denver most mostly, didn't he? Well, they gave up a second and third, but he yeah. had a couple of big plays today. Yeah, but nobody else would have been make, make, able to make that cap wise uh, work. But yeah, but no. how funny would it be if McVeigh retired after this game, where it's just like <laughs> they they trade all these picks, they do, they mm-hmm. basically leverage everything just to win this year. They like, all right, I'll see you guys later. Right, <laughs> that's Enjoy it. Super Bowl. I can uh, see it. I felt really bad for Beckham. I, yeah, I do too. I, like, I thought like I said, it was such a great story. I'm not yeah. even a giant Beckham fan. Kevin Wilds tweeted, um, if you ever wonder if you could make a difference, a Browns fan produced an 11-minute YouTube video of Odell always being open, and now the Rams win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's not wrong. I mean, they in a weird way, the Browns kind of helped the Rams. I wonder like, if that YouTube video never happens. Does he get released? Does it turn into a thing? What happens? Yeah. Well, Beckham's father has to be you know, hired on the ringer, right, Is, to run the social media now. And that's oh, yeah. the big thing. Well, then you have the Browns and the Bengals who it's like they hate each other, but the rivalry's mm-hmm. never really gotten going, but they end up, um, the Browns end up kind of screwing the Bengals. At least right. Beckham, that touchdown, the first touchdown, that was an unbelievable catch. It was yep. so much fun to just see that live. We were like, wow. Off balance. Well, you had really good seats. So tell us about it more. <laughs> Dude, I think everyone in the arena enjoyed those <laughs> things. Uh, we're Can I tell you break. what bothered me most about the game? Can you do it after this break? No. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll do We're going to take a break. All right. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay. That can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 
2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax, knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, what what bothered you most about this game? West Coast Super Bowls. I don't like that it's light for um, two and a half hours. Mm. And in fact, even the halftime, it was still light during the halftime show, which was great, by the way. But I don't like... I don't know. I, I, there's no finality to it when the when it's you know shadowy and and the, the sun is out um, for the first two hours of the game, right? Does that bug you at all? It was weird. Yeah. I thought the stadium itself, like that greenhouse thing, everyone was predicting it was going to be so hot in there. It wasn't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about being at the game. The halftime show was absolutely electric. I loved it. The best one we were at, right? We were at oh, Janet yeah. Jackson. That wasn't as good. Like, I'm trying to think of the ones we were at. That, this was I think, the best one. I thought that I didn't go to it, but I thought that J-Lo Shakira Super Bowl was fantastic. I thought that performance, I thought they were great. This yeah. was like kind of amazing, to see, mm-hmm. especially near the, at the end when they got it, when they were all in the same thing together and it's all these legends. Yeah. Uh, especially Giant 50 Cent, seeing him on the Jumbotron, be like, whoa, look at right, that. Right, right, right. Um, I thought Eminem, Lose Yourself, was just fucking banger. It really sounded good, and Kendrick Lamar sounded great. It was, I, it was an awesome, awesome. Half I felt like show. they could lo- could have lost two of those guys, and it would still been one of the best we saw. Like if they lost Kendrick Lamar and Eminem, like Dre and Snoop, like it, it still would have been phenomenal. They really. I would have lost. I would have lost Fifty Cent. Yeah, given Kendrick a little bit more. Yeah, because Kendrick, you know, doesn't really usually do stuff like this. So to see him out there. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by the song choices too. I thought he was going to go a little safer. Well, he worked he, out for this Fifty Cent. I mean, he really, you know, it was like getting ready for a movie. Eminem was like legitimate. <laughs> he really was gigantic. It was a conversation <laughs> in the sections. Yeah. Eminem was way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really felt like he was uh, throwing like in the high nineties. But yeah, you know, that people was cool. like like it doesn't. You run the risk of being made fun of because we're older guys, right? And these are guys we kind of grew up with. I don't know. We were we weren't kids when these guys were were big, but there is that thing going into it, like, oh, why are they using these fifty year old guys? Who who cares anymore? And it's like for the for it to come together, like you really couldn't say anything bad about it, right? Fantasy tweeted how he feels about this halftime show the same way his dad felt when it was the Blues Brothers and ZZ Top and Major Eddie Seven, which I thought was a good way to put it, but yeah. I just thought it was cool to see all those guys. I was, it was also cool how fast they got that stage up. Oh yeah, right. If you're if you're watching, again, I didn't have nearly as good of seats as you, but I no, feel like stop. the way they constructed the stage when we're not we're not subject to a commercial, 
Uh, in fact, we didn't see any commercials, which kind of sucks. But you, you, the way they get it together so quickly was uh, spectacular. I uh, Every time, that I think that was my eighth Super Bowl. Watching how fast they put the setup yeah. is like the secret best part of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like honestly awe-inspiring to watch it's how like fast a pit it crew, goes up. Right? Like, yeah. I, I'd like to see how they rehearse that or practice just that part of it. So that was my first time in that stadium. You'd been there before. Yeah. What'd you Easy think? to get in. Um, I thought it was, I, the Jumbotron was cool, but mm. I also kind of miss just having a normal Jumbotron. It's like this weird circle thing around. Um, mm. I thought it was a little hard to see some of the replays. The stat stuff was great. It that was, was like amazing. The best stats you, experience. They had like these next gen stats, and um, I was, knew, I took. What was your ahead. favorite one? They had percent. I mean, they had like percentage. They had like uh, air yards and stuff. Like, they, and they would pop these up and and repeat them every like forty five seconds. Yeah, I took one. I took a picture with forty three seconds left when it was fourth and one. They had this one thing at this next gen stats where it was like average time to throw. Rams was two point eight two seconds. The Bengals was 1.94. Right. right. Um, <laughs> average separation, Rams 4.1 from Bengals 2.8. So this is the best though. Rush yards over expectation. The uh, Bengals were 9.3. The Rams were minus 37.2. They, wow. They had 37 less yards than they're expected to get on the plays they called. Why can't we but, see this in regular telecasts? Because like, so, God forbid. They, 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 no, but don't, if they don't want to refer to it, it's fine. Just run to the bottom of the screen every now and then. Yeah, and they had, they had uh, seven sacks, 16 pressures, 40% mm -hmm. pressure rate. This was 43 seconds left. It was so interesting. It was like everything I wanted as I was watching the game. I loved Tell it. Me, I, I didn't think they had enough individual stats, but um, that was cool. The food's great. The food was all over the place in the right mm -hmm. ways. They had a bunch of pro shops. Bathrooms were easy, but it's they've really, last few years, have figured out these football Let stadiums. me just say, we got lucky getting out of there with traffic. We really did get lucky. If I oh, make yeah. a left instead of a right, we would be doing this podcast in three and a half hours. I, I, I just got lucky to get out. And uh, well, I don't we know. Knew, we knew we had to hightail out of there, too. Well, what would be a, the be what would have been the best time to leave your house? Like, you got there four hours early. And I know you were fine with it, but I, I, I went through it in my head a million times. I'm like, if I leave an hour after I'm thinking, I might miss this game. I learned this when I did the Olympics in 2012 when I was there. I was like, I'd just rather be early and know that I'm going to get there and not have to worry about mm -hmm. it. And I'll just figure out what to do that extra hour. And it's fun. It's also fun to be there as it fills up, too. You Isn't know, there so. an insurance commercial with like 75 year old uh, husband and wife and they see someone rushing for their plane and like, oh, he should have left earlier. Uh, is that right. what we've become? Is that what we are with sports? Yeah, but I'm the opposite <laughs> with the airport. I'm yeah. like as as the latest I could possibly get to. I know people that will get there like three, three and a half hours. Like yeah. my dad'll get there three hours before. The Uncle his Frank used to sleep over at the airport because he didn't trust uh, missing an early flight. Well, that was like his biggest fear, right? Oh being, yeah, being late for a flight was his number yeah. one fear in life. It's like Uncle Frank. You know, there's another Southwest flight to Vegas like 37 minutes after this if you missed it, right? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, from LA. The uh. <laughs> The crazy thing about this Super Bowl to me was the masks. And the mask. Be, being told, oh, you got to wear your mask. Like we went down to this club in the bottom. It's like, you got to wear a mask and then you're, mm -hmm. unless you're eating. I'm like, what are we doing? We what, were, did what you, is going did, on? Did you hit the tailgate experience before? I, the we, 
we had the ticket, but skipped it because it it was like eighty degrees. And you had something be better, big in this no. sun. No, but that um, it was it was fine. But no, but it was outdoors, and every ten feet, someone was holding a sign that said, "You cannot enter this area without a mask," and no one wore a mask. So all these people are holding this f- sign for no reason. Like it's outdoors, it's hot. People are having trouble breathing. They're going to be stuck stuffing their faces with shrimp quesadilla in these tents where you can't get a seat. Like no, no one's going to wear a mask. So. We've we've lost our minds. I I I just can't get over how dumb this is. Like, yeah. honestly, what are we doing? The numbers are going way down. Like, what are we doing? And there's I nobody in charge of any of it. And then there's pictures online today. The the freaking L.A. Mayor Garcetti is just in his suite, no, no mask on, talking to people. It's like so. I oh, is that from today? On. From yeah. today's game? So I, yeah. I have to have a mask on. But if I'm eating, mask off. So like, the virus what are we knows. doing? Yeah. Hey, honestly, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Is Spotify going to get mad at you if you don't have this take? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works anymore. Keep, I agree with you. It's nuts. Keep we that in the pod, Kyle. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, honestly, this is nuts. I can't wait to, like, my kids are going to have to, you know, wear masks in school tomorrow and pass the COVID test again. It's like, what are we doing? I know. Hopefully, we're winding down a little bit before Hopefully. we wind back up. Hope is anyone awake? Are the May. lights on? <laughs> anyway, I, I just I just couldn't believe I had to. I'm at a football stadium where basically outdoors, and I yeah. have to wear a mask when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, and I've already had COVID, and I'm boosted. It doesn't what are we doing? I don't know. We're not talking football anymore. I know that. Are you sad? Did the sadness kick in yet? Yeah, no, it hasn't kicked in. It definitely hasn't kicked in. Um, trying to think I, I will say this the the fact that it's a week later now march madness is you know now we only have to wait three weeks for before the conference tournaments which which i love and nba is heating up is anyone going to step up well the bummer was that they didn't the trade deadline should be this week they should have moved the trade deadline yeah. so it was like wednesday something right. so that they didn't conflict with super bowl mm-hmm. it would have been way more fun if the hard to trade I'm oh going Bucks to win the East. I don't care. Oh, look at this. They're favored now to win the East. I, I took it last week. They were uh, right after the trade. They were third in line. Now they're favored. This is good. I mean, I have an incredible amount of info on that Harden trade. Well, and it already happened. We needed it before. No, I just, it made me even more skeptical that it's going to work for the Sixers this year. Yeah, I'll I'll save it for a podcast later this week, right. unless you want it now. No, no, it's fine. I mean, Embiid's going to get hurt anyway, so I don't even I don't know if you found that out. But the crazy thing to me, so looking at the, I can't believe we switched to basketball. I'm so happy. Shit, um, it's my fault too. The crazy thing to me is the Bucks are plus five fifty, and the Nets are six to one. The Nets aren't winning the title. I'm just oh. looking at the East. Why wouldn't you just take them for the but East, the Bucks? Ben, yeah. Ben Ben Simmons is going to come back and be an important cog of the the freaking Nets. Kyrie, who's once again was going at reporters today and seems like he's about to unravel. Mm. But that Ben Simmons, we just watched him completely unravel in the playoffs and then take his ball and go home for eight months. You don't think he's I, been practicing chucking it behind no, the No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think he's that guy. I don't. I don't think he has the work ethic to do that. I don't think he's been spending the last eight months shooting free throws and being All like, right. I'll show everybody. I think he's been kicking back. Yeah. Um, there's, and then the Heat are 11 to 1 to win the title. Mm-hmm. 
And then my Celtics are 42 to one who have been quietly kicking ass for like I knew two you, I, I said it. I predicted it. I was like, you're, you're they're going to win four out of five and then that'll be just enough for you. I am as well documented, one of the last believers, but this team's kind of sucked me in. They're not that far away from like, you know, they're, they're, they're two all and a half games beyond the, the three yeah. seed. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. They're playing really well. They're all the net rating, all the stuff with them has been good. Mm-hmm. What did what did you see for uh what do we have for the Super Bowl odds for next year? Uh well, I think it's Chiefs and uh Chiefs and Bills at the top. Yeah, Chiefs seven and one, Bills seven and one, Rams twelve, my Cowboys twelve, Packers thirteen for now, 49ers fifteen for now. And then, like I said, Bengals and Ravens are twenty one. So Broncos are twenty two to one because of the Rodgers possibility. Yeah, they can't make that too crazy yeah chargers 24 to 1 the titans at 24 to 1 is intriguing to me just because i wonder if they make a qb something happens on that they would have to i mean if they got russell wilson is that good enough does that bump them into the 18 that's the thing yeah i mean you could basically you could take all the teams that need a qb and just bet the long shot odds and hope one of them gets russell wilson or kyler murray or whoever Mm -hmm. the uh the Raiders at 55 to one, I think is intriguing too. Cause that could be another Rogers team. Yeah. That's a fun one. I'm looking at commanders. It just doesn't look right. I'm still, I, that's going to take I, a while. One of the dumbest names anyone's come up with the Steelers 70 to one. What if they just traded three first round picks for Wilson? Yeah. They right? could win that division. Sure. Yeah. Then the long, long shots, I wouldn't, wouldn't. Well, go that's near. what everyone's like. All right, who's next year's Bengals? Like, all right, they don't. There doesn't have to be 121 to, to make it to the Super Bowl every year. We've we've seen <laughs> not seen that really a lot, you know. But well, uh, so tell us about Harry had the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he had a ticket, and then he cashed out. What did he do? Prop swap? Or yeah, he put it on Prop Swap, but he um stupidly it was for it was 235 dollars at eight to one, so it's gonna cash. Almost twenty one hundred bucks if uh, the Bengals win the Super Bowl, but you should at least get almost six hundred for the ticket, right? For two thirty five yeah. before the Super Bowl, he sells it for ninety nine dollars. Like, wh- it's like, what is he doing? And luckily, like the 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 uh, you know the CEO caught it. He's like, hey, do you want to do this? I was like, he's an idiot. I don't. I'm. I. I, I, I don't understand. Apologize he, for making him he do paid two thirty five and he sold it for ninety. He tried his. Yeah, he couldn't figure it out on the app, and it's easy to do the app. I don't know what his problem. He's a, he's a lunatic. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Our friends at CarMax have reimagined car buying with their Love Your Car Guarantee. Imagine having 30 days and up to 1,500 miles to love your car. Return it for a full refund. It's a game changer. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. You know, I don't have a great one other than... Um, so I get two tickets and you knew last week at this time or whenever we talk Tuesday, Wednesday, I wasn't going to go. I was like, I'm just going to sell them because I know I'm going to lose a lot of money in prop bets. I, I, maybe I can dig myself out a little, just selling the tickets that I got for presenting at the NFL honors. And then our publicist, Lewis K, read me the riot act. He's like, you can, this would be very bad for you if you sold these tickets. Is like, am I going to end up in jail on the Super Bowl? Like Eugene it, Robinson and Barrett Robinson? I don't know. Is it better or worse than when Lewis gave us the uh, <laughs> national anthem under that time and just yeah. reached about nine rules? No, that nothing's ever worse than that. And yeah. well, well, actually, when he benched Jonathan Taylor, that's probably worse. Yeah, that's and, pretty uh, bad. And fantasy, but, uh, he's bad. gonna love this. But no, I didn't know it was in a suite, so I was like, all right, of course I'm not gonna sell it in a suite. Uh, so I, I'm like, who am I gonna take? I'll, I should take 
I'm going to take my oldest, right? That's what I told you to do. Take your oldest. Sometimes the oldest has to get some... He likes football the most. Yeah. He's a Cowboys fan. Obviously, he has no skin in the game with the Rams and uh, and Bengals. But I got to take the oldest, and then eventually I'll make it down the list. You know, so the middle one is, uh, is like, all right. The younger one's like, I don't know. What are you going to get me there, Daddy? I'm like, well, I have to get you something. Can't we just whatever? So now I have to get them something. But I come home, and the middle one is furious with me. He's like, I didn't know Eminem was going to be there. You know, I love Eminem. Archie doesn't give a crap about these two teams. Eminem should have been the difference. You should have taken me and not him. I was like, whoa, hold on a second. Eminem was on for seven minutes. What, what do you want yeah. me to do? So Maybe less. I don't know what to do now, but it, it does become a numbers game. I guess um, I make fun of you for being an only child, but I think that's the way to do it, parents. Um, if you have three, get rid of two. I think you should have had more fun with the whole thing. Like You think like you're the guy who invented the vote somebody out of the fantasy yeah, right. move. Mm-hmm. I do feel like you could have created some sort of something where everybody had to pitch to go to the game and you could have made that a podcast or all three kids had to pitch, including Harrison, your eight-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I, I just, you know, it was going to be the kids. The staff thought, like, uh, my staff was like, oh, you should have, like, an Olympic event and the winner goes to the game with you. And I was like, oh, yeah. what am I going to say, like, Damashek hula hooped more than Megan. So sorry, Har- uh, Archie, you're out. You can't go to the game. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. But yeah, I should have uh, I should have played played it better. I think the Archie move is the right move because Archie's going to be going to college in 18 months from now and you'll yeah. never see him again. Right, right, right. Except right. when he comes home and just sleeps the entire time and eats and yeah. says hi and then that's it. So It's getting like that already. You'll have a memory with him for your whole life. I go. took um I took nephew Kyle and my son Ben Mm-hmm. who wore one of his homemade shirts and uh <laughs> it was uh it was his odd future shirt that he made mm-hmm. and um and somebody said to him during the game I love the shirt man and he was sky high but uh. um you know obviously he's you know the one of the most unappreciative human beings probably ever lived mm-hmm. great day we ate some food he got to go to the super bowl the whole thing um, but I was sitting in a different section though, cause I had to do some Spotify stuff mm-hmm. and I was in the same row with Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs oh. is one of Ben's favorite rappers. He's somebody who I think he's going to come on the pod in a couple weeks, but is a great guy. Um, Indiana native, huge sports fan. And, um, I sent Ben a picture of me and Freddie during the game <laughs> and he was outraged and, really upset and um and it ruined the game for him <laughs> it did <laughs> it was all he talked about on the way home i saw him i was like what would i caught up with him and kyle because we met at a location to leave and it was like what a game and he's like i can't believe this freddie gibbs thing he's furious swearing at me <laughs> now was this so one bad. of the things where you thought oh i'm gonna look cool to ben if i send this to him or did you know this was gonna piss him off no, nah, I kind of knew it was going to pay. It's partly my <laughs> fault. I, I should have just waited till after the game. The I did the South thing. I had the tongue in my cheek. Good, Good um, job by you. But uh, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to make him happy. But Kyle, <laughs> can you pop on for a second? Yeah. Can you uh, can you give some of the highlights sitting next to Ben in a Super Bowl? Well, I felt bad for Ben because he was stuck between me and like a four hundred pound guy uh, who just just couldn't stay put. So that that was tough. 
Um, but the great thing about Ben, you told me, is he never has to go to the bathroom. He's like a camel. He sat in the seat the whole time. He didn't want anything wow. to drink, to eat. He didn't have to go. You know, he has Ben has this rare. He's a couple like he's an incredible packer. He's if you're like, hey, we're gonna go in five minutes. He can be ready. Like mm-hmm. he's ready to go. He's great to travel with. He's always has the stuff. Never loses anything. Um, and is just this easy travel companion. But when you take him to a sporting event, he doesn't need to eat or go to the bathroom. We were at that WrestleMania in New York that year. Yeah. Remember that? It was like the seven hour WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't end. Yeah. And it was like if you went to the bathroom, you'd be back two hours later. And he mm-hmm. just, that was it. He was locked in the whole time. So it is one of the, I told Kyle that's one of his skills. And he did it. <laughs> tell, tell Sal about the skateboarding thing. Well, uh, you know, those, some of those breaks for commercials were, were pretty long, but I just, even that was too much for me. I looked down and he was playing a, a skateboarding app on his phone. And I just, that's, I really, I swatted at his phone. At that, at that point, I was done. I, I can't, bored at the Super Bowl. Our kids, I can't allow this. I can't our, allow Our kids, such a short attention span that they can't handle like three minutes of commercials in a row. I love it. Hey, has Ben ever gotten into, I think the answer is no, but I'm going to reach out to him on the side and, and, and uh, try to get him involved in this. Has he gotten into nunchucks? <laughs> no. Because that shit's going to happen. I just, I could see it. Nun, nunchucks? Yeah, nunchucks. Yeah, whatever, however you say it. Yeah. Nunchucks. All right. I'll get him some nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, um, let me do that. Let me be that. That'll be my gift. <laughs> yeah. He, that was my first football game since the last Super Bowl I went to. The breaks are really long. I yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And like, you really feel like it, there was a couple that felt like it was like, what, six, seven minutes? Yeah, I don't want to sound like an old man, but they they fill it with that music, and it's just no break. It's blaring. I mean, it's either that or hear Corolla analyze the commercials. So I don't know. It's just it's trading one headache for the other. I had to tell my son to thank me as we were got back to the house. <laughs> Kyle was a witness to that. My son, who's been to like just multiple incredible wrestling events, he's been to the World Series, he's been to the Super Bowl, the Olympics, NBA right? Finals, All Star Game. All kinds of things. He went just, to the Olympics, didn't you take it? Was he young? He was. He yeah, went, he was at you? the Olympics. Yeah. He's had all these great things. He's and just, just don't feel like he's very appreciative. <laughs> just wish I'd had that one more chance at a, at a, a son or a well, daughter. Nunchucks will put him over the top. Trust me. Nunchucks could be a thing. All right, yeah. that was Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. At CarMax, you can shop, test drive, and buy a car your way, whether that's online with home delivery in select markets or checking out cars on the CarMax lot near you, or maybe a little bit of both. No matter how you like to shop, you're in the driver's seat at CarMax. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax car buying reimagined. All right. So, Sal, another season in the books for us. That was season... 14? 16. Was it? Really? Season 16. We started in 2007. Yeah. And now we're through. But you'll you'll pop on a couple times. I'll be on. I love March Madness. We'll do some NBA. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to make a vow. And it's partly because I was a loser in real life betting on football this year, as I think were you. I am going to dedicate my life to being ready for these playoffs in the NBA. Really? You know, when I get really into it, like the bubble, I was really hot. Remember, I was watching a lot of, I was really watching everybody and I had a lot of good bubble with, that was the year we had Miami. I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm 
rededicated myself. To All right. Moves. It's going to be hard. I think we're going to get a lot of 44 and 38 teams in there and just good luck sorting it out. We'll see what happens. At least the Lakers stink. I do want to say it came up. I had to do like some uh, like clinic or something for serious uh, or spot. I don't know what I was doing. No, but what anyway, name drop. Jesus. Whatever. But anyway, it came up. How did you and Bill, did you meet and whatever? And I said, uh, and then I said, I'm like, wow, we have been doing this. We've known each other for like over 20 years. Like, have we learned anything? Like, I know, I know we've learned things about betting, but have we changed our habits accordingly? I would like us to write down like one or two things we do differently that we've learned through the year based on what we've learned through the years. This would be a good YouTube video. So I, I feel like we have learned a couple things. Really? But do we I apply it? I don't think we necessarily listen to those things but right. like all right here's an example we know don't bet overs like expect for big games especially like in futures like on, futures everyone sure. goes right. over okay that's fair you like steer toward the unders and if everybody's on odell beckham and cooper cup for the over for the thing it's mm -hmm. they're gonna jack them too high we're lucky enough to know some of the FanDuel people they'll, mm -hmm. they'll they tell us like, yeah, the overs, like that's, those are our biggest exposures. That's why mm -hmm. the same game parlays, they push people to do the overs. Oh, they're going to love this. They're no, I'm saying this. like, cause people love the overs. Yeah. Like you mm -hmm. don't have an under option on same game parlays. It's like I think over, that's over, fair. over. I think that's and fair. I think they, it taps into the psyche of the fact that it's not fun to root for unders. Absolutely. It's not fun to root for Cooper Cup to have 58 Whatever, whatever it is, it's not fun to root for a low amount of points. Yeah, if it goes now, to hundred from one hundred and two to one hundred and seven, it's like who cares? The average is one thirty three. Yeah. Right. So you just yeah. so your instinct in general is to go over. You've started zagging against this. You were doing um, March Madness. There would be no buzzer beater and stuff like that. Like I love the anti fun like bets. Yeah, yeah. So I do feel like we've learned that at least. Like don't okay. gravitate toward the fun bets. The fun bets they jack them up. Stay away. Um, I think we've learned at least to acknowledge that if you're making an obvious pick, that there's some real risk because that's why casinos right. keep adding wings and that's why FanDuel and everybody else. Seems yeah, but to you be know what? I feel up. like if we, uh, you and I will stay away when we've guessed the lines, we'll stay away from obvious ones. Like, oh, that's too low. I'm staying away from that. And like three in a row of those will win, you know? Like, ah, that's too low. I, I have I have to take the underdog or I have to stay away. And then we go full in on, and we, we talk about zigging and zagging. We never catch up with that part of it. Well, the teasers, you know, we, when the teasers will get hot with those in the first mm -hmm. two months of the season, and we should know by now, just don't do teasers in November, December. Just right. don't. They, every week, oh my God, oh, crazy. Can't believe this happened. Mm -hmm. I feel like we know better at that point, but we, we still we still do it. And then, you know, I I really feel like the underdog parlay stuff is kind of the secret sauce. Like if you can put two underdogs together in whatever, in basketball, football, anything, and yeah. get the odds to like six to one, nine to one, it does seem like those hit. You minimize your risk too. So it's nice. You don't lose minus two ninety on a quarterback to win MVP. Yeah, it's good. Is that was that one of your bets? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You Minus two ninety that one of the two quarterbacks would win the MVP. Yeah, you had the other way. You you had that any other position would win, right? You had Did you bet on the Rams will run a trick play that 
actually worked, but the guy fucked up the pass, and then I would immediately <laughs> text you saying it was dumb. I knew it was coming too. I was like, oh, second guess Simmons didn't like that one. Se- second guess Simmons is a good gimmick for me. <laughs> second guess Simmons. Why did he throw it so hard out of bounds? It was right in front of him. But that's why I don't love the plague. There's two things that can go wrong. One, you have Cup yeah. running full speed towards Stafford, and where you have to throw a touch pass, but he's being chased. And then it's not like Stafford is athletic. You know, at this point of his career, he's like, his limbs are going nine different directions. I know, but they practice this stuff and they want to use it once a year. And so this, that, that was the time. And just didn't I get it. it. Well, the other trick play was that cup handoff that ended up basically winning them the Super right. Bowl. Because that was it. If they get stuffed on there, it's like 350 left. Mm-hmm. Bengals have the ball on the 30, their field goal at least, and they probably win. Yeah. Uh, now I'm missing football. This sucks. Cuz, a pleasure as always. Hope to see you soon in person. Yes. Um, another great year for Let's us. Let's get it together. Do some, let me, do some plugs. Let me just plug uh, Against All Odds on the Extra Points Podcast Network. And we have that cash or splash challenge. We're going to tally it up. The winner gets $1,056. The loser, last place out of 700 people, has to drink Harry's brother's bathwater. And he is a hideous, hideous figure. He's a farmer in upstate New York, an onion farmer. And we are going to hold people to that. Um, Otherwise, they lose their dignity, which is worse than anything else. I'm going to plug the fact, and Kyle's a witness, that Ben made a Super Bowl bet with his friend Sydney that he lost. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say what the bet was on the podcast. And Ben said he would kill me in my sleep if I did. What? So at some point, at some point in future parent corner, just remind me to maybe two years from now, I will reveal what that bet was. Was it something you could bet, actually? It was a, it's like little kids make not money bets, but more like if, if right. you win, I'll do this. And if, but it was a yeah. good one. And then right. Kyle and Ben made a bet that cause Ben had the Bengals cause he likes Joe Burrow for some mm-hmm. reason. He goes, Joe Shiesty. Um, <laughs> so Kyle won the bet and the bet was what Kyle, what did Ben have to wear for a solid week in school? Oh, I see. He has to wear Hollister polos and, uh, brown khaki shorts and flip flops. <laughs> a full week for a solid week so Ben's really upset because he's very fashionable at school he's a trendsetter so <laughs> he's making he his to, own shirts this yeah so now he has to dress yeah. so I thought that was fun oh, what, what did, if Ben won what did you have to do Kyle I had to go to some weird smokers um, smoker festival or something so I mean I was oh, yeah. going to win either way what that should have been in Paracorder too yeah he, he, he wanted to go it's called like the smoker festival because there's all these all these uh, artists that he loves that are there, but really? it sounded like like freaking not a place a fourteen year old guy should go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to I hold know. the camera on that. That's great. Ben really just a lot of options in all different directions for that kid. <laughs> um, all right, Sal. As always, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. It was produced by Kyle Creighton. As always, we will be back on Tuesday on this feed with another podcast and don't forget rewatchables Monday night parenthood you still have 24 hours to watch it I will see you here on Tuesday
This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their wood barrel bourbon bar soap and lotion or their bay rum deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. 